I have a question for you, babe. How do you think other couples are shifting during this self-isolation time? I don't know. How about we find out how another couple is doing out in the world? We have another interview in our series, this time with... Christine and Eric Music. Yes, they are entrepreneurs with a a very exciting new business. And um, Eric is also a podcast host. Let's find out about them, shall we? Let's do it. Hello, friends. Welcome to The Couple Shift. I'm Maria Leandra. And I'm Jules. And we are a husband and wife team on a mission to shift the way we live our lives and co-create what really matters. We don't always agree, but together we're figuring it out. Thank you for joining us. We're so glad you're here. We are so, so, so excited to introduce Eric and Christine Music. How are you guys? We're great. Thank you. Great. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. So um, these two have quite the adorable story, if I might add. I absolutely loved um, learning about you guys and what you're up to in the world, which is really, really beautiful and powerful. So... Um, just a little bit about about them. They've been together for 20 years. They're high school sweethearts, celebrating 10 years of marriage in August. Christine has been a graphic designer for over 15 years, which is very cool, and a stay-at-home mom since 2014, which is incredible. Um, and then Eric just recently launched his podcast just April 6th, just a few days ago. It was like five minutes ago, Eric. And <laughs> in the first six days of the launch, you made the first page of the new shows list on iTunes and the education series, which blew my mind. Awesome, I was like, man. I didn't That's even awesome. know that was possible. Um, and then the really cool part. So we'll get into two sides of the, the you know, there's the story of you guys as, as a couple and as an entrepreneurial couple. And we definitely want to hear about that. And then, Eric, your podcast is called The Subscription Box Show. That's correct. Right? Yes. Yeah. And. I want you guys to tell us, I want you to tell us why you started it, because I think it's one of the most resourceful, like ingenious ways, uh, reasons to start a podcast. Um, And then you guys have a subscription box company called Lois and Leia, which you started in 2018 and then you launched in 2019. And it sounds like you just officially launched all the boxes last week, right? I was just looking at the website. Oh my gosh swooning <laughs> swooning as a mama of a three-year-old and obviously friends with a ton of you know moms and moms to be it's oh, yeah. so amazing and last but not least you're the parents of four boys under eight that's My crazy hat goes off to you four <laughs> times and so now they're managing two businesses along with homeschooling which i think is so cool and the new reality of isolation during the pandemic so without further ado let's <laughs> a little bit better. I'm yeah. so excited for this interview. Welcome, Christine. Yay. Yeah, Yay. right on. Thanks for having us. This yes. is great. Thank you. Absolutely. So Eric, I love that you took us right into the talking about the reality of isolation during the pandemic. And the reason why Jules and I wanted to start the series of interviews of the coupleship was specifically to talk about how couples are navigating through this new normal. And so given the given that landscape of everything that you guys have been creating, you're an entrepreneurial couple, homeschooling kids, just launch your podcast, all of these things. Like, tell us just a little bit of the story. Like if we were to hear the story of Eric and Christine right now, what does that sound like? Well, let's take you back to September. So this is, so for the homeschool, just to clarify too, for this homeschooling, the homeschooling is since the COVID-19. So as oh, we're hearing oh, it, right? Yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. like, wow. You guys yeah. did it. 
went all the way. You're huh? doing it all. <laughs> yeah. oh, although it's crossed our minds. So oh, it's, yeah. it's funny just to like sidetrack a little bit here. So yeah. um, homeschooling has always been one of those things we've kind of wanted to consider it. And we've mm-hmm. considered it for many reasons. Um, mm-hmm. But we're like, ah, you know what? We still see for obvious reasons that, you know, a lot of, a lot of good things about uh, the public school system. So we have them there. And then with COVID coming out and now having, they, they canceled school about, what is it, a month now? Mm-hmm. So we, they've been the, the two oldest ones that were in grade two in kindergarten are now at home. So they sent all the papers and stuff. So we're homeschooling them since that time. Um, but it gives us a neat perspective on yes. what it would have been like if we decide to or if we continue to decide to keep. them. So now it kind of puts the bug in us. But yeah. either way, we were forced into it. So yeah. um, it's not like we um, we yeah, we had to start. We had the same. We had the same situation. Yeah, Jules and I can relate. Like Skylar is still three. Yeah. But him and I actually talked about the homeschooling possibility last year at some point, and mm-hmm. I was really excited to consider it. And he was more of a, and I, I am a, a great proponent of schools and and the benefits, of course, of having your child in that you know in that environment. And also, I saw so many incredible uh, things in terms of the freedom and how you can really craft. Um, yeah. You know, and so anyway, the point is that back then it was like, well, no, it's probably not going to happen. And now that we've been in this and Skylar's still three, so his homeschooling is, you know, right. a lot of creativity and art projects and all yeah. mm-hmm. that, which makes it way easier for us. But we've definitely had the conversation of like, oh, what would this look like if we actually yeah. went for it? Yeah, I I, I taught at a, at a private school for, for seven. Well, I taught at that private school for four years and had teach. I've been teaching for seven years before beginning before we jumped into mm-hmm. our entrepreneurial life together and um it wasn't something i i thought at first that i would even consider of of doing the homeschooling but after this experience that we've been going through it's something that definitely is like yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know maybe yeah. this might be an option for us it's yeah, on so the radar yeah, yeah. totally to you i mean you Absolutely. have four you got, so which, uh, you know hey tip your cap yeah tip my cap to that's you guys awesome. but yeah so as you were saying so yeah go back to september that's when we jumped into entrepreneurial full-time um, i had been with a company a communications company for 15 years and uh about 18 months ago as of september i was offered a vdp which is a voluntary departure program so it's a very fancy and nice way to say they offered half the company buyouts so we had the option to take it, but the option, if we didn't take it, sounded like it was, you know, if you don't take it, we're probably going to get rid of you anyways, one of those. So I decided to take it. It was a big decision, but I, I took it and uh, we had 18 months to plan. So during those 18 months is when we started planning our company, um, Louis and Leia. So we we planned around that. And then in September, I knew my last day was going to be on the 13th of September. And that's when the entrepreneurial thing started. Um, so, but so... To backtrack, um, I've been getting coached by Travis Chapel. So, Jules, you might remember him from Podfest. He yeah, yeah, yeah. Keynote speakers. So he was my my coach, uh, my podcasting coach, and I took up I took him up on a VIP day in Las Vegas in September. So, like a week after my last day at the communications company, I flew out to Las Vegas, get some coaching uh, from Travis, and then I put those into you know those those plans into action all the way through until I finally launched last uh, last week. So. That's that's that. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's amazing. Amazing. Um, so tell us a little bit more about Lewis and Leah and the inspiration behind that. And by the way, I found it fascinating because I've I'm you know I know about subscription subscription boxes, but I I don't associate them as an entrepreneurial venture 
in terms of um, a couple going for it or I, I associate them with bigger companies for whatever reason. And maybe that's a complete like story I've had in my head, but I thought, wow. And, and when I was reading Eric about, you know, as you guys were researching how to start this up and that you wanted to create the podcast to support other people who were venturing into like the fact that there's a, that, that there's a podcast for this new venture is really powerful in, in, in terms of the reach of it. I didn't realize so many people were into this. Yeah. So I'll let maybe Christine talk about the subscription box and I'll touch on the point you did about the podcast. So. Yeah. yeah, so how the idea came about um, was literally after having our fourth child, we uh, com- we forgot items at the hospital. So we decided that um, after a few years, actually, of brainstorming and trying to come up with an idea for a business, we just one morning chatted about creating something for moms so that when they go to the hospital, they are completely prepared. So that's kind of how the idea came about. And we did, uh, we started by doing a lot of research and trying to see if there's something that already exists that is like it. And um, we found businesses or like subscription boxes that were similar, but didn't have the exact idea that we had. So um, yeah, so we started doing research and started to look at different companies that we wanted to um, be to have in our boxes different products that we had in mind and uh that's how we started yeah that's literally what it was it was one morning so we're watching this show called dragon's den so in canada where we live uh dragon's den is your equivalent to shark tank so if you've we would watch that for inspirational ideas to get inspired because we've been wanting to do something for so long yet we couldn't kind of pinpoint what we Mm -hmm. wanted to do um, and there'd be subscription boxes sometimes on those things. And then just with the model, like she had FabFit fun boxes. She loves the model. Like, you know, you get excited when you have a quality thing coming through the mail. And we just decided like, what a great thing. Like it's our fourth one and we still weren't prepared. Let's put something together in a subscription box model for parents and babies to get them prepared. So we have what's called a closed loop um, subscription box model where it's it starts and it has an end date. So for us, it's from birthday okay. to birthday. So it's for, you know, parents to help them prepare at the hospital or at home, wherever they're having the baby. You have all the essential products in there, all the way to the baby's first birthday, and it's a quarterly subscription. So that's kind of how that is. And then the podcast came around. The idea behind the podcast was like, when we were building it, I love listening to podcasts, and there was lots of entrepreneurial podcasts, but the subscription box niche, um, Maria, to touch on what you're saying, is a huge niche, actually. And there's all kinds of subscription boxes. There's probably hundreds Everything of thousands you could of them think of, Everything. Honestly. <laughs> and there's big companies that make them out. And then there's smaller companies that mm-hmm. really bootstrap them from home. And they literally warehouse everything in their garage or in their office like we do here. Um, and that's the way we did it. But there was not really a resource out there to listen to that could help us on that specific niche of subscription box. Right. So I'm like, I'll be, I'll be that guy. I'm going to, I'm going to make a podcast on that. And that's how we kind of started doing the research with that and rolled into kind of both launching ironically at the yes. same time basically so <laughs> just happened that way yeah <laughs> you guys were going at it when you first decided to do this you didn't really know you didn't you like you didn't even really know how to get it going and nope. you're trying to figure this out and you just went off on your own just trying to figure this out getting any advice from anybody that kind of deal some stuff landed some stuff didn't yeah so a lot of it is in the entrepreneurial business world some of the the staple things you know will will translate into other areas of you know business is business 
Um, so, you know, we'd find out, you know, know your numbers is a classic thing. So we, you know, following the numbers, the KPIs, but when it came to like learning how to reach out to, um, potential suppliers and stuff, we had to learn everything on the hard way. We did a lot of mistakes and that's part of the reason why the podcast was born Mm -hmm. because I'm like, if I can avoid some people, you know, the the heartache and the pain of all the mistakes we had to make and the money we burned or lost because of, of just not knowing what to do, Mm -hmm. um, if we can help people, great. And this is a, is a resource they can use. So um, that's, that's the reason behind it for sure. And I mean, these, these boxes, we'll get back to the podcast and to pandemic, but I must touch again, Christine, because I have just (laughs) curated so beautifully. The products are eco-friendly. They're green products. Like I was one of those moms doing all the research and you remember, babe, you know, the, the best, the highest quality products and all his mattress. I just think of his mattress. I did did research and I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm an analyzer at heart, so I enjoy doing researchy things, but um, seeing and the, the, the ease of having something delivered right at home that just, oh my gosh, that would have been such a beautiful, magical experience for that first year of having Skylar at home and both being surprised by mm-hmm. things you weren't expecting and also getting things that, you know, are, are essential, are essential yeah. for, for, for baby. So very cool. I'd love for you to just paint a quick picture of like what we find inside the box. Just if you were to describe one of your favorite boxes, because I know you have a few different uh, versions. What would you, how would you describe it? Yeah. Okay. So we have, um, for example, we have the ultimate birth box and this box is where the concept came from and it includes about 20 products and it's, it's things that you need at the hospital, things for the baby and things for the mom. So like a a little baby nightgown and a hat and scratch mittens and a bag. Uh, There's perennial cold packs in there. There's all your essentials for taking a shower, a shower cap, um, your toothbrush, because you don't want to forget that, um, a tumbler so you can drink a lot of water at, at the hospital. Um, yeah, so there's, uh, that is like the, the ultimate birth box. And then we have boxes, like we had mentioned, that lead you up to the first year. So we have like a zero to three month box. And inside there's things like um, a nursing muff, which is this very cool product that I actually never used, but we found upon doing research and we thought, oh, this would have you know, been awesome to have when I had a little one in nursing. Um, but it's also great for somebody who's also bottle feeding. So, um, yeah, those are examples of, uh, some of the products that we have. Um, and then we also have boxes just for moms. Um, Mm -hmm. we have one that we just launched called just for mom and, (laughs) and, um, and this one you can give to anybody. It, It doesn't have to be an expected mom. It could be, yeah, it could be like it a could grandmother. Be you, I mean. It could it, be you. It could be yes. And <laughs> yeah. no, babe. Take yeah. notes, take notes yeah. Just for mom. Just for mom. Loisandlea.com, just for mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um in the subscription part of our uh, of our uh, website, um, there's four products for baby and then one for mom. And uh, we just want mom to feel pampered um, and just to kind of support her through the first year of the of their child's life. Um, 
But we also have one other box that maybe Eric wants to mention here. Yeah, I'm working on a dad box, which it's it's pretty right. much almost wrapped up. So um, like I decided, you know what? I don't know what the, um, the sales are going to be like for that because most of the clientele going through the site are moms and actually grandmas. We're finding a lot of like grandmas are going up to buy it because their stuff isn't the cheapest products. It's their quality and they're eco-friendly. So the price point is a little higher. So a lot of we're finding is that um, grandmas are actually going up there and and buying this stuff for their daughters or their 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 daughter in laws. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, I decided you know what I'm going to put a dad box together and we'll see what comes up of it. Um, the concept is just about ready to pre launch, so uh, look for that. There's going to be uh, five cool products for for dad that I deem essential for uh, oh. the, the hospital. <laughs> give us a sneak peek. Let's see. Let's see. Well, I'll give you an idea. So. It's very, it's yeah. So there's some of the sneak peek. There's going to be a tumbler in there, but if you look at our tumbler, actually, Christine's drinking from it right now. Um, it's very elegant and what and white and soft and we'll say feminine. So the tumbler, the man tumbler is going to be a, you know is going to be a, a more manlier color. Um, it's going to be black. And it's going to have <laughs> less less flash and, and uh, black and color. <laughs> something that the dad can be proud to to handle around to have some coffee yeah. in there, whatever. Mm -hmm. So. <clears throat> Excuse me, but there's gonna be things in there like um, you know, things for your um, an, 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 eye, an eye, mask. eye mask. So not only for the hospital, but for at home. Sometimes you know it's, it's crucial. You don't get full night's rest, and you need to catch a cat nap. I find so I'm not gonna go into all the things, but mm -hmm. the thing that's cool about the dad box is that you'll be able to use it not only at the hospital, but forever after you'll yeah, there's a lot right. of things you'll be able to keep using after just the hospital part. So yeah, yeah. I think it's a great it's a great gift for an expectant dad. Cause I think a lot of times yeah. dads don't get, you know, they don't get anything. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so in comes just the dad box. I think it's such a cool addition. I was just thinking of like, um, uh, baby shower, like list register, baby registries right. and all that stuff. Like such a great, you know, there's always that person in your family that can splurge a little bit more on something and getting a subscription box would be actually pretty cool. So That's I think awesome. it's genius. Seriously, congratulations, you guys, on it. Thank you. Um, so let's get into what you know what you've been experiencing during this time in the past like month or so that we've been in in pandemic and lockdown. Um, lockdown. So what have you guys found has been one of the most challenging aspects of moving through this as a couple? You want to take this one? Yeah, well, I have to think about this one. But um, as a couple, I mean, See, technically not a lot has changed for us because we were both working from home. Yeah. So in a way, it's not necessarily like how things change for us as a couple, but mostly as a family, because now of having the extra two and that's six people in the household, right? So um, it's figuring out our routine. And um yeah, like since the pandemic, we've been kind of just trying to make it work and and just trying to, on a day-to-day -day basis, just try to figure out our groove. But then finally, Eric and I sat down yesterday and had like a meeting and uh, we discussed like, okay, we need to have like a, a, a more strict routine and figure out like, okay, who's taking care of this aspect of the day and, and, um, who's taking care of this other aspect. And, and, uh, that really, really helped. Like today was actually a very good day. Um, yeah, just, like, yeah, I'm super routine oriented on my, I call my bookends. So like my morning routines and my evening routines are like, I don't miss them. They're super, super strict. And I kind of can get carried away with 
doing my own thing, especially now with the podcast. I have sometimes mm-hmm. escaped to downstairs to the music room to do some recordings. And then Christine's left upstairs trying to deal with the four kids and to try to you know work in, on the business, on the subscription box business. So we it's the new reality is is not just the pandemic, it's it's an added business, the podcast, and the two other kids at home. So it's just finding it's re-routining everything because we're pretty routine routine oriented, but now like we don't know how long this is gonna be. And we, you know, this is our bread and butter. We need to make this work. So mm-hmm. um, getting the kids organized with school, that's a big one, right? So I think a lot of a lot of strict routine for us is going to be, in the end, what's going to make things work and help. We're getting help from, you know, Christine's mom. Yeah, we live next door to my parents. So that has been amazing. Oh. And um, what's great is that, uh, yeah, we've been dealing with the pandemic together. So we're both haven't been going out at all so that we can stay together and help each other like them help us (laughs) and uh so yeah so like my mom she'll come in the morning and i prep all their schoolwork but she'll be able to sit down with them and just kind of watch them and make sure they're they're doing it properly and then just kind of or do you want to kind of our our, a a day a look in the day of we can give you that too (laughs) Well, yeah. I was, I mean, next question and you can bundle these together is if you have any advice for other, for other couples. So mm-hmm. take us through, you know, what's, what you've adjusted, what's been working well. I mean, this is all just yeah, one big I experiment mean, for, uh, for all of us. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I think one of the good things is, is like you said, you guys have been working together. So you kind of already have your group between each other, but mm-hmm. the, it, like you said, it's the whole family now that has to get into this routine. And that's been the one that's kind of been like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, scramble. And now, you, like you said, you finally sat down and like, we got to we got to get this organized in that mm-hmm. sense. Right. Um, yeah, I think it's important to have a routine, but it's also important to know that if things don't work out the way you're expecting oh, to yeah. just kind of go with the flow, because you're not going to have a perfect day every day. And uh, but the way that I think has worked for us is is kind of we um, we kind of look at what our day what we need to do in our business day. And right. we kind of decide, okay, well, Eric, for example, you have um, all these shows that you're recording today. So it's more important for you to be more focused. So that means that I'm going to be more focused on the kids on that, on that day um, when I can. And when they're napping and the other two can be quiet, have their quiet time, then I can go back to work. Um, but yeah. We have a, we have a morning meeting. So like, after the morning routine, so we wake up at six in the morning, we do our thing up until about eight. And that's kind of like when the day starts. And then we'll we'll start, you know, then it free flows a little bit from eight to eight forty-five ish, you know, with the, with breakfast and all that sort of thing. And then kind of, you know, we decided school starts at nine for them. Or sorry, it starts no, at eight thirty now. Eight thirty. Eight thirty. So it's like eight thirty, school starts, and then that's when we they're all set up at the table and they kind of do their thing. And we have to keep watching them, obviously. But then at eight forty five to nine, we do a daily morning me- meeting. And that meeting is crucial because that's when we kind of set up our top threes for the days uh, that we have to do. And we really kind of focus on those and we can game plan during that 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Who's got what? What are we tackling today? And who's got whoever's got the most on their plates? Um, right. And it could be just the morning. So, for example, if I've got recordings in the morning mm-hmm. and then I'm, then the afternoon, I'm going to be taking over more of the kids and she can she can really, you know, dig her heels into what she has to do with uh, with Louis and Leia. So. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just planning ahead and um, but being okay to pivot and change if you need to as the day you know the flow of the day yes happens right yeah 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 and what, yeah go ahead no no go for it no I was just gonna say and also like taking in the moments that are like s- sweet and beautiful like the moments that 
you know, you could get frustrated if a child comes in and you're trying to get something accomplished and work. Um, but then, you know, like I had my, uh, my two youngest ones, they found these little like fake plants, flowers or whatever. And they came and they gave them to me while I was working. And I was like, Oh, that is so sweet. Like, thank you. You know, it's just finding the beauty in, in your day in the small moments, I think is so important during these times. Yeah. I was just, you took, you took the question out of my, out of my mouth. I was going to oh. ask about the, which is a beautiful segue. It's perfect about the silver linings of mm -hmm. such a challenging time for all of us. Like what has been, what have been those sweet moments and those things that maybe you weren't expecting that now are opening, opening you up to a more mindful, um, approach to how you're parenting and coupling together. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of things are, have, have changed, right? So like when, when we do put the cell phones away and the laptops away and it's time for, you know, family time, say from like, you know, five to eight is kind of like that time. We really try to put everything away. And um, we're just finding ourselves now trying to give all our attention during that small amount yeah. of time to them. And it's it's now changed from doing things like going out to hockey practice or mm -hmm. whatever to we're, we're at home now. So now we're playing a lot of card games and we're playing dice games and board games and things mm -hmm. that were um, we probably wouldn't have done otherwise because we'd be so busy running the kids around with different activities and all that. So we're just really yeah. appreciating actually how close as a family we're it's a tight knit unit now. And we're mm -hmm. really kind of, as much as we're getting on each other's nerves, sometimes, you know, it's not perfect. It's, yeah. we're figuring it out and it's, it's kind of neat, you know, it's kind of like bringing back the 1950s family or something. <laughs> I don't know, it's weird. <laughs> and you know what, like things we've, we've always wanted to do, like, like have a, a more prayerful routine with them where we're finding, we're taking the time and doing it. Um, which yeah, is important to us. And, just great mm -hmm. absolutely and what about you two as a couple mm -hmm. now let the kids go to sleep when do you have time for each other have you made like like a date night or something like that or because yeah you can't really go out anymore and that's been kind of a, a mm -hmm. difficult thing and we've 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 asked uh our friends and stuff like that how they're how they're doing it and stuff like that and you know but the, you still have to have to have time for each other you know the kids sure. go to sleep so do you guys have you have you guys found time to you know take a couple hours and be like let's just it's just you know either make a nice dinner or a movie night in the house or I don't know something else um, have you done anything like that for yourselves or has it been just business 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 some nights we go back to the office to be honest and most keep working most nights but when we feel like okay we need a break. Yeah. Um, well, we actually started watching Lord of the Rings again. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then the other night, this was really nice. Uh, we just had like, um, we did like a foot soak. We both had like a, uh, oh, yeah. And we just, yeah, sat and watched a, a show or whatever so, and just relaxed and yeah. Yeah. Because like, just to give you an idea, like as we're recording this, it's April, it's still snow outside and stuff. So yeah. Uh, we can't really go for a nice evening walk, even if even if grandma were to watch it. Um, it's it's kind of still cold. Yeah. So there's, you know, we got to stay inside the house. So we got to get creative, you know, with mm -hmm. watching movies and Netflix. That's kind of like, you know, the same, you know, it's anticlimactic. You probably want to hear some nice story, but it's the reality. Like <laughs> yeah. to go back to like going on date nights, like we haven't even been doing it. You know, I know we should do we should do more of those, especially when we were. That able was to. actually one of my Christmas gifts to you was uh, I had uh 
done a date night a month. And some were, some include all the boys, like all four of our kids and then some were just for us. But yeah, like, I mean, we're going to have to catch up on those after all this is done. (laughs) I think think they're really important. I, um, just for the, to keep your sanity, I think, especially with your significant other, um, is super important. How, how have you found, because a lot of what your guys are creating at home parallels the way that Jules and I work in terms of we're working together. So we talk a lot about the business and the decisions we're making. And then I find, you know, we had just like you guys probably did. We had this period of combining sort of our energies and mindsets while we were first entering into like I had already been an, an entrepreneur for like a year, I guess. And then he joined forces with me. So right. then mm-hmm. obviously shifted the dynamic of us as a couple mm-hmm. and we had a few weeks a couple of months there that were like i remember the Just first week it was like oh heads. my god this is so amazing and the second we were like oh my god i want to kill you and then the third <laughs> was like, all right i think maybe we can make it and then we're it was working like, it out <laughs> and we found our flow where i don't find that we have neglected ourselves as husband and wife as right. best friends as lovers and we also have the business that we're running and it all kind of flows. Like, I don't think we have a specific sort of like, I'm going to turn on the business light on and then, tur- you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. there's certain things that, you know, we do have that kind of, okay, we're going to close the business day, but it's still pretty flexible and it works. I'd love to hear what your guys' experience is with that. I think that we're both doing something we absolutely love. So mm-hmm. we just love sharing it. We just like, we, they don't, we don't really turn off you know, business with, you know, just our day to day. Cause it's just part of us. Yeah. We just love it so much. And we just, yeah. Like whenever I have an idea, you know, I'll just, or vice versa. Right. We just want to share. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think I was more, we probably had a rougher, you know, we've always been close and all that, but I think it was rougher before when I was actually working my job because I was doing something I did not like doing. Mm-hmm. I was doing yeah. it out of necessity. And I think, you know, I've always had this thing where I don't want to live a life of regret, no matter what. That was my biggest fear, as I can't go through life just keep doing it because the money was good or because I gotta figure, I gotta figure something out. And I think there's a point for me. It took 20 years. You know, I'm 38, and I've been struggling with that mm-hmm. idea of wanting to do something for myself since I'm 18 or 17. So everyone has their different path and their different time, but I think it's important to keep your eyes open for that thing that might you might be able to do. And to be honest. I never thought it was going to be doing a, a subscription box about babies um, and, no. and moms, right? And even when we came with the idea, I'm like, yeah, but I want, Christine, I want to do something that I'm passionate about. And this is not what I'm passionate about, right? Because that's yeah. what you're told to do is find your passion. But my passion is hockey and music. Well, guess what? I'm not going to be playing hockey professionally at 38. And I'm not going to be a professional musician with, you know. So you sometimes you got to kind of like switch your mindset to, the, you know, have that entrepreneurial eye and see what's available within you know, things you can do to, that's still going to make you happy. And lo and behold, you know, a subscription box for moms and babies, I've never been happier. So I think that translates to me at home being way happier, um, being back to kind of myself again, because I'm finally doing something that, you know, is worthwhile that I'm proud of and that Mm -hmm. um, I can do with Christine, which is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love babies. (laughs) (laughs) Babe, not the baby part, but <laughs> no, the, I was going to say that it reminds me what you were saying, Eric, reminds me a little bit about, about Jules. Like Jules could have been basically saying, 
something similar. Yeah, Our story is different because my, my business is different. And he, he came on board and probably he never thought I'd be working for, you know, for our life coach content creating sort of yeah. like em- enterprise. And you have been so much happier, so much more at ease, yeah, so I, much I, more like lit up since we started working together that it, it makes it makes it all worth it. Yeah, I definitely didn't think I was going to do that. I mean, I, I majored in biology. I love, and I still do. I still, I love nature. I and love, you would have loved to be a baseball player. Just and like I would have loved to be a baseball player. Be a hockey yeah. player. Yeah. It just wasn't in the cards. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was one of those things. I was like, I didn't think, okay, I, I, you know, I was teaching in the sciences. I was teaching the stuff that I love, but I was not happy at all. Like mm-hmm. I was, as a matter of fact, just like you said, you probably, you, you, your relationship was a little bit more was more difficult when you were working in your previous job because you weren't happy, right? And mm-hmm. and that was the same thing. That was I was coming home, just depressed and just not happy of what I was doing. And um, yeah, it took a little bit of time getting used to and the rhythm and and our and my position, I guess, and mm-hmm. and figuring out what we what we're gonna be doing, what we're doing together. But I feel like we've gotten to we've turned that corner and we've gotten to the point of like this. I'm so happy at what we're doing. Yeah. Obviously, there's more stresses becoming an entrepreneur, right? Um, that you didn't necessarily have to worry about um, yeah. when you were working at a, at whatever mm-hmm. business uh, you were working at before. Um, but it's so worth it. Like the pros outweigh those cons all day, every day. No, for sure. And it's some people think it's a risk tolerance thing. I don't know if it's a risk tolerance thing because yeah, there's uncertainty when you're an entrepreneur, but there's uncertainty with your. There's you know, yeah. look at my case. Like they 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 could. They can pull the plug on you at any time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, yeah. My, it was my situation that was her, as well. That was I, got, situation. I got laid off. It was it was a nice, you know, layoff with a package and everything. They cut positions in the department, and there I went. And it was like, okay, an opportunity to reinvent myself and redefine how I wanted to live my life, um, which had been a burning desire. I resonate a lot with what you said, and it took me a while too to land in a place of like, oh wow, this is this is so much more aligned with my purpose and. I absolutely love what I do and I see so much room for growth. Yeah. So, I got a, I got an interesting question. Eric, would you have done the things that you've done if it wasn't for the company to tell you basically we're going to be moving on or cutting the would you have stayed or would you have found another way to get out of it? What do you Obviously, we're talking about what ifs here. Yeah. But that's a good question. That you know, what if the situation happened that you were fine and they were going to give you another raise or whatever it was or you're going to continue on and no 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 big deal. Would you have still been like, I need to get out of this? Yeah, it's a great question because that's why it took me 20 years because I kept thinking I want to do something. I want to do something. And I think, you know, timing is perfect. Um, My timing would have been 20 years ago. But looking back, I I wouldn't have been ready for me. Like, that's how it is. I've always been um, a late bloomer when it comes to learning these kind of things. So for me, it took me 20 years, but the timing was perfect. So would I have done it? Who knows? I think I might have still been trying to figure a way out. But I think at some point, that deep desire of fear of regret would eventually, well, put it this way. So about a year before the buyout, the VDP option, I started going to back to school taking, you know, I just had my fourth baby. And I'm like, Christine, I need to at least start, you know, the side hustle. But I felt too um, uneducated uh to start the side hustle. So I decided to go take um, business courses through correspondence from the uh, local university. And mm-hmm. I had, you know, I don't know how many credits I had put in already. So I had started the wheels in motion. Mm-hmm. 
just because I knew I had to do something. So I think I would have been doing something. Maybe by now I would have done those credits and they would have been all finished. I'm not sure. But well, I, actually, I think you're forgetting. Like Eric took a parental, uh, how do you say that? Parental leave um, for the fourth child. And during that time, it was four months off. He, we were trying to figure out what to do. Like we were like, okay, if, if you're not going to go back, what is this going to look like and what are we going to do? So in a way, I think you were getting there, but I think this was like your answered prayers kind of thing. They were. And not to, you know, and what else would also happen is in 2017, I lost my father. He, he, he suddenly passed away from an aneurysm. He was 63, um, you know, basically a year and a bit away from retirement. And he just one day fell during his day off. He, uh, he had an aneurysm and he passed away. So it was a complete shock to the family. That was a huge, huge part of my decision too, to finally do something. So I think everything put together yeah, um, was pointing in the direction that I had to just do it. Life's too short. It mm -hmm. always was came to that. And when I lost dad, that was the final nail that was saying, okay, I'm stepping out. I'm going to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, they, they, one of the previous episodes we were talking about, it's, it, I feel like it's when you dip your toe into the water, you tend to pull it out. Right. And it's almost like the only way you're going to go for something is it you, you, you dive in deep, you go head first, that kind of deal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with, uh, Marianda, um, when she was laid off, it was, it was for her, like, this is, this is my time. This is my mm -hmm. point. This is where I decide to do something that I really want to do. Cause we had yeah. been circling Oh yeah. yeah every every for year for years. I like, was like, oh babe. I remember I'll never forget this story. This was a few years ago that I was like, babe, I really just and of course for the like upteenth time, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to have the freedom to design my life. I wanna da 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 da. Yeah. And he was like, Babe, I love you. You're a rock star. Cause I was really good at my job. Like, you know. Yeah. Oh, you're a rock star. You're amazing. You can do it all. I just don't think you're cut out to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> 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 and of course, I was like, I was like, oh, it hurt me because there yeah. was a nugget of that I knew there was truth in it. Because at the time, I wasn't really following through on the things I said I wanted to do for myself. I was more of like following the trend of my boss would tell me what to do, and I would like hit a home run and like amazing. And yet, when it came to things that I was starting out of my own desire, I would like start and stop projects because there yeah. was always this inner fear of what would it look like when I really come out and really use my voice? Like mm. what is my own take on living this life? And the closer I've gotten to what it means to really live authentically and live your life by design rather than by default and, you know, shift the paradigms, which is where the couple shift come from is about yeah. shifting paradigms of how, you know, how couples work together, live together, nine to five together, and then not. And then the beauty that comes from being that, in that willingness to just dive into those risks. You actually have an amazing quote. I don't know if you remember it by heart. And you're about page. Do you? I'm just putting you on the spot, Eric. Me? Mm -hmm. yes, your you, quote, Eric. the quote that you had there. You, sir. Yeah, on your look page. look it up right now. You remember? Oh, taking a step? <laughs> oh, it's, you, yeah, it's very prophetic. And remember... Don't be afraid of change. Be afraid of standing still. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I don't know where I first heard that even or, mm -hmm. or how that came to be. If it's something I put together, I, I don't even remember, but it's something that's Take credit always... for it. It's okay. Take credit for it. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's, and it's funny because on my podcast, I like it so much. I have a voice actor doing kind of like the, the intro and the outro. And yeah. uh, he says that in my outro to finish oh. off the show because it's, I just love that mm -hmm. so much. 
Yeah. That's so, awesome. so that captures the, and, and, you know, I, I want to acknowledge, you know, you guys and the courage and the, the, the desire to really shift out of what has already been pre-established into creating something new. And just like I acknowledge Jules and I, and I tell us all the time, I'm like, I'm proud of us, babe. And this is not, it's not an easy path and it's so worth it because we love what we do. And of course we're met with all these obstacles and people that look at you like, what, wait, what are you doing again? And why, and why don't you just go back to the regular life where you can have all these things wrapped up in a, you know, in a bow and the benefits and the, this and the, that. And so you're going to, it doesn't, it's not worth it. I think a lot of people may not see it as worth it. Mm-hmm. And deep down inside, they're probably yearning for their own like level of freedom and running a little bit wild in life. Um, but I think it's really powerful when we step and keep showing up every single day with what that means so that other people can be inspired to do the same, especially nowadays, especially mm-hmm. now with how everything is changing. There's this massive level of courage and trust that everybody gets to like embody now to do the thing that maybe they, because just like you and I, Eric, that had our rug pulled from underneath us a couple years ago, so many people are experiencing that right now and wondering what's their next. So yeah. what what do you have to say about, about that? Like words of inspiration. What an opportunity we have right now. And as, as you know, I don't want to be, sound like over-optimistic, uh, mm-hmm. but it's such an opportunity. I think right now, um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of things that are kind of trending in the right direction, which is awesome. You're seeing a lot of people doing things, but it's very disturbing to see a lot of people like, you know, I saw my cousins posting about, um, you know, they want, they're trying to watch a thousand and one movies during this pandemic. And I'm like, what a wasted opportunity, like all these people. So I, I, what I'm trying to say is that I think we have a great opportunity right now to work on whatever that thing is you need to figure out. Um, we've never had better resources. You know, you have YouTube, you have podcasts, you have books, you have audiobooks, you have all these different things. You have webinars that are available and a discounted things for people to help. I think right now with the downtime that we have, take that opportunity and work on whatever it is. If you don't know what that is, just start, you know, looking at different things that you enjoy doing maybe and and get out there and meet people, join a Facebook group, join a mastermind, join, you know, listen to new podcasts, look anything to get, you know, spark an idea and inspiration and look at things with a new entrepreneurial eye where you're going to, you're going to capture an idea. And I think we have a great opportunity. And at the worst, if you don't figure it out right now, no problem, but work on a skill, develop something, just get better and, and just do something. Cause this is a great time. Cause those who are working on it, I think when this is all said and done, we're the ones who are going to come out of it in a much better shape. Uh, and those who are stuck Netflix binging, um, which we're guilty of too sometimes, you know, like we need to have breaks, but um, yeah. those who are stuck watching movies and, and not, you know, what was the thing was, there was a hashtag going around. Uh, mm, uh, not true. Um, vacation or whatever it was oh i didn't see that one it was something about quarantine vacation so everyone's using this as a vacation time Mm -hmm. but don't i think it's a great time to focus like and like if you have a, a whatever business you're in i think it's a great time to maybe pivot to think of new concepts to try to you know try to be there for your clients in a different way um I think it's also like I heard this um, saying and I loved it. Like we're not stuck at home or safe at home. So take this time that you are at home and just make the best of it and make great memories for your kids because <clears throat> they're going to look back one day and just think of, hopefully they'll think of it as like this amazing time as a family. Yeah. Right. And I'll look yeah. back at this stressful time. You just want like, 
this is just a great opportunity, even though it's like, you know, extremely difficult for some families. Um, just change your mindset, I think. Mm-hmm. Change it and um, think of it as a positive. Yeah. Yes. Well said. Mm-hmm. So, babe, I think it's that time of the show. It's your favorite. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I was like, I was looking at Here you. Here we like, go. <laughs> <laughs> So there's got to be, I mean, you guys have been to, been together for, it was 20 High years, right? High school sweethearts. High school sweethearts. Mm-hmm. All right. The and list must be long. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. Maybe so we the worked through we, them. Maybe we worked through them. Maybe some of them come back up now. Uh, who knows? Um, but basically, what are your biggest pet peeves of each other? There's got to be something that's like gets under your skin sometimes. Go first. You're pointing at me. Yeah, hmm. you're going to go first on this one. Oh boy. Well, Don't we always me. joke that he's the new kitchen aide, which means that he's the one he loves us a, a spotless uh kitchen sink. And uh apparently I can't get that clean enough. Sometimes I'm like scrubbing him, like he's gonna be so proud of this. And and then he'll walk in, he's like, You didn't even touch the sink. I'm like, What? <laughs> It's funny. I was we were listening to an episode of uh, of your show. There's a couple. Forget their names. Maybe Mike. Um, it was a couple of episodes ago, and yeah. whatever the lady was describing about, like how she likes to put the dishwasher in a certain yeah. way and all that. I'm like, that's me. I'm con- I, like, whatever she was saying, like it's exactly me. Like I got this OCD thing about the kitchen that has to be spotless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No matter what they do, it just can't be good enough. It's For just, him, like- it doesn't matter what the rest of the house looks like. As long as the kitchen's good, he's happy. <laughs> I was going to say, Christine, I don't know what that's like in a sarcastic tone because I'm basically married to another KitchenAid master. <laughs> um, but him is not just like in the kitchen. Your well, your powers extend to everywhere. I, I'm, I'm constantly vacuuming, man. I yes. mean, I am constantly cleaning. My head is like we've been joking around. It's like my head's on a swivel looking at all these things around us. We also have a dog. So she doesn't shed that much. My sh- my wife more sheds then. more. You know, I, I just <laughs> see your awesome. hair. We have white tiles, so I'm like, oh, God, there's your hair <laughs> and again. I have there's, a lot of hair. <laughs> she has a lot of hair. So that's always been something that's like I'm always on top of or trying to be on top of because you can never stay on top yeah. of it. Yeah, but the but so doing but the dish, yeah, it is like, like having right, the sink. Like right now, I know you're you're peeving because the sink is full. And yeah, earlier, like she, three hours ago, I said. I'll get to this. Yeah, babe. Don't exactly. worry about it. Winky yeah. face. <laughs> right before dinner. Sure. So I've been we've been we've been doing a lot of grilling and stuff, which I mean, it's been great. Mm-hmm. And I had cleaned the sink before and literally we finished eating and I'm looking at the sink and she just comes up to me, I'll take care of it later. Yeah. And I'm just like twitching in my eye, like it's not gonna get taken late. I'm yeah. gonna take care of it later. You know what I do that I'm very proud of is the way I organize the dirty dishes in the sink. I what? strategically yeah. stack them place them in such a way that you don't see as much of a pileage. I so know what you're talking about. I have a separate conversation oh, about man. this and yeah. understand it very well. Yeah. Yes, I mean, it's a fine art. And I love our sink because our sink is one of those the deep, those deep, large rectangular mm-hmm. sinks. Nice industrial uh, almost. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it still yeah. gets full. It still gets so filled and it's like, come on. All right. Just... All right. So, yeah, good one. no, my pet peeve would be the kitchen for sure. Like, people can't, there's no way they can get the kitchen clean enough. And the kids with all the crumbs and everything else on the ground, like, it's just okay. never, it can never be clean enough. Can never yeah. be clean enough. What's your Maybe pet peeve about me? 
That should be your new quote on your about page, Eric. Right <laughs> below that epic quote you have now. The kitchen will never be clean no, enough. It will never be clean enough. <laughs> your audio guy record that for the end of your podcast. There you go. People are like, what is that? What is that? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, one that I knew was going to come about, and it's just a small one, but um, he's a drummer. So when when we're working, sometimes he's just tapping away, right? And I'm like, okay, I'm trying to concentrate here. Please stop tapping. Or he'll come behind me and like where I'm trying to show him something and he's just tapping on my chair. I'm like, okay, that's, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, drummers always tap. We can't stop it. Right now as we're talking, my legs are doing he's beats tapping. on the chair. I'm tapping my mm-hmm. legs. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's, it's in us, man. <laughs> I knew it was coming. You, babe. What? You're always tapping, and I am too. I, We're I, not drummers, though, but no, probably my leg. Lifetime. My leg is always shaking. Like if, I, yeah, I I would shake a whole entire table. <laughs> like if we go to dinner, <laughs> or in the movie theater, in the, in movie, the movie theaters, theater. he'll yeah. shake like the whole row, and I'm like, honey, honey, honey. you're like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? Yeah, I don't even, I don't yeah. even think about it. I don't even realize, <laughs> and I'm just going off. You have drummer vibes, babe. There, yeah. <laughs> any other, any other juicy nuggets? Come on, you know, there's another one in there. For pet peeves, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, oh boy, clothes, clothes. <laughs> uh, the our bathroom. So we have a non-suite bathroom, and um, right. she tends to leave like we have just two steps away, like a laundry basket. But she'll put her clothes right on the floor there. However, he puts the clothes in front. Of the <laughs> so I do do that too, Sue. Yeah, yeah, we're both guilty. Yeah. Um, just little things. Yeah, her hairbrush. She has like. Her mirror, where she, what do you call that area where you put your makeup on? You call that a hmm? No, where you powder put your, room? Uh, the, uh, the, I don't yeah, know. whatever her powder. Just room. for yeah, whatever you call that. And then just on the vanity, vanity yeah. thing yes. where she has like her own section. Yeah, because we built this house, so we, you know she she made sure she had her section. But she'll put her her hairbrush on my side where you know it's my you know where I do my cologne and where my watch cases oh. and stuff. It's I like, think that's the kids, honey. The kids coming over and grabbing and put it on your side. <laughs> and I have a feeling with Eric's style that you might have like a very intricate grid system of yeah. belongings on your on your side of the counter. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Out, yeah. yeah. You can't see his eyes, but we can see his eyes because we're looking at a video of them right now. Yeah. Well, we Eric, might. I might put. That clip yeah, yeah. On we there. might. Put that, we might just. This might be. This might be the clip. This might be a clip in there. Who knows. <laughs> Eric's eyes were like, yes, yeah. that is me. <laughs> That's awesome. I wanted to mention, um, it's funny because Eric, we we both went to PodFest, mm-hmm. um, but we didn't see each other all three days. And it was just because we went to the uh, the last night, the party night, and you guys needed a lift to yeah. Dave and Buster's that you guys joined up and uh, my buddy, George, uh, George DeMoya. Um, he joined up with us and we, we went headed out. So I'm, I'm glad. And I think always, I think everything there's, there's meanings to everything behind it. And so I'm so glad we, we got to meet and talk and, and actually get to do this interview. Um, and if it wasn't for that, you know, I may have not found out about you. So I think it's, it's great. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I, and, I, and, and to talk a quick about a little bit about PodFest. I mean, it, the experience I had there of disconnecting with different people was people just amazing. And something that 
hopefully by next year, all this stuff calms down and get to do again, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a great experience. Was that your first one, Jules? That was my first one. Yeah. yeah. Same, same for me. And um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think everything happens for a reason. There, you know, we were walking, trying to find a ride. We could have hopped into an Uber minutes before, but we bumped into you on the way out because we didn't even, I don't think, talk to you inside where we were having no, the, the, the drinks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a complete you, fluke and we ended up credentials and you were like these people they're no, safe was like, hey, i was like hey you guys need a ride just jump in. it was just one of those things um, Love that. so yeah. yeah you know um uh, so glad that we got to do that yeah likewise and we, we had we had a great night the rest of the night was fun just hanging out with yeah. you guys i'm just too bad i couldn't join you for the uh what is it the, the, void. the void the next day my flight and stuff so yeah and we did a literary show anyways because we woke up late it was like <laughs> all we were talking about we're like he wouldn't have been able to make it. We, he would have been late. He would have missed his flight. <laughs> I totally would have. But you know what's cool is that there was a huge lineup at the airport, a little side story. And I don't know if you know who Ronsley Vaz is. He was one of the keynotes. Oh. So I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was he at the end? Yeah. One of the last keynotes. He was yeah. the last one. Ronsley Vaz. And he yeah. he he was in line like right behind me. And I saw him and he was I couldn't believe he wasn't didn't have the fast pass or whatever it's called. So I just kind of started talking to him a little bit. I just introduced myself again because I had met him in one of the VIP rooms, but um, it was kind of cool. So I got to kind of like chat with him and we lost each other and um, reconnected later, a few days later. And he's like, oh, it's too bad. I would have uh, grabbed lunch with you or something. He said something on those lines. I'm like, oh, man, it would have been great. But just what a great, you know, just to wrap up PodFest. It's a great family. The community there is super trusting and everyone kind of is there for the right reasons, I think, for the most yeah. part, to help each other out and yeah. super, um, super friendly and, and just there to add value to other people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've heard wonderful, such wonderful things about the community, which is really, really priceless. Um, mm-hmm. So um, in the last couple of minutes, we'd love to give you guys sort of the floor so you can share uh, anything else that comes to mind, inspiration, any call to actions, anything that you want to like drop to the couple shift audience. Yeah, let Christine go first. Yeah, so um, just wanted to mention that on our site, if you go to louieandlea.com and find free resources on our site, and these are resources that I've created um, just from my personal experiences with the four births that I've had. And uh, so I've created one specifically called The Birth Secret Every Mother Needs to Know, Every Mother-to-Be Needs to Know. And then there's also uh, one that's uh, the ultimate uh, packing checklist, and then uh, 40 questions to ask um, before having your baby. So questions you need to know um, for when you're about to have a birth at the hospital, at a birthing center, or even home births, um, questions about the baby. And yeah, is there another one that you think of? No, there's, it's, it's 40 questions that I would have never thought of. Like, it's pretty crazy. Like, what the, there's things you don't know of, like, just to quickly go back to our first child like for our first one we went to the hospital pretty naively didn't really honestly it sounds bad but we didn't really prepare that much like we just kind of let the system take care of us and I don't know how it is down there like in Canada healthcare is taken care of for us so we just assume whatever they tell you is the right thing to do and we were you know they were just leading us in different directions and telling us what to do and we were doing it and sticking in with that and not sticking with that oh cut this here and do that and we we're like whoa what's going on so then we kind of the next for the next three we were super prepared and that's where those 40 questions come from mm-hmm. because you do have a choice and you have a birth plan and you can you can prepare and and have a voice and you can say you know no actually i don't want to cut the umbilical cord right now and you don't have to weigh them and clean them right now or whatever right so these are 40 things that um 
we think you should know. Yeah, like with our our last three children, we uh, we had a midwife, and uh, like every time I had an appointment with my midwife, we would talk for an hour. Like it was not rushed or anything. So like I was able to accumulate all these questions and all these answers, and and it was just such great resources that I just wanted to pass that on to other moms. So yeah, so. Um, there's more resources coming and there's other ones that I haven't mentioned, but it's a great place for, for moms to go and just get free information. So yes. I definitely yes. recommend Love that it. if anything. And I think that's mm-hmm. vital for any mom to be for sure. Yeah. I remember us making those, some of those choices too, that people really, some people didn't understand. Like we chose not to have Skylar bathe for a period. I think it's like 24 hours after. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I had done some research on it. I talked to Jules about it. And then, you know, I had put it in, in our, our birth plan request. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, those things where unless you have that and that, you know, you have a choice, you said it perfectly, like knowing that you have a choice, mm-hmm. that that's all that it's about. And then you get to decide what's best for you and your family and listen to your healthcare providers. And, but um, ultimately, you know, you can design the, the birth plan that's best for you for sure. Yeah. That's beautiful. For sure. Um, and as for a final kind of parting piece of advice, I'm just going to say this, like my whole thing is all about taking action and that looks different for most people, but I think just any action is better than standing still. So like, uh-huh. like do something to better yourself, you know, whether it starts for like, I'll give you an example. Like I, I started reading when this all started for me was by reading a book called the compound effect. And there's, there's different books that talk about similar things. Um, you know, the slight edge by Jeff Olson, the compound effects by, uh, Darren Hardy, but these these books were gonna for me put into the, the mindset that little things you do every day matter. So you're never actually going in a straight line, as it were. You're either getting worse or you're getting better, and that applies to everything. So your little things that you do, the little habits that you have, um, can make a difference. So make them good habits and and take the time right now to really focus on those little things because we do have the time. We're at home. There's abundance of extra time, no matter how busy you are, to put those into action. I think. Um, for me, it's it's putting the right um, the right things into my brain. And if you don't know what to do, you know, for the longest time, for like I said before, twenty years, I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. But I know that by reading the right books and listening to the right podcasts and you know, putting the right things in my brain and avoiding the negative things, uh, that that ultimately will, will at least make you a better person. And you're still going in the right direction, so that when the opportunity does come, you'll be better prepared than if you were doing nothing at all. So, absolutely, well said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to share, boo? Oh, no, I'm good. Good. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. This was such, such a treat. Um, I was excited to meet both of you. Um, and now this, you know, this was really, really fun. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for what you're doing in the world. Um, we'll have links to what you're up to in the show notes. Make sure everybody checks them out and, um, and keep, keep, keep rocking it. Keep doing your thing. That's awesome. Thank Thanks for having us. Really us. appreciate you guys. Yeah, thank absolutely. you. Thank you guys. All right, my dear, you want to yes, remind I, I the beautiful always, people out I'm there? Eric, I don't know about you, but I'm always terrible about this. Rate, review, and subscribe, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always, always that's, the to, that's the only way to, to, to get noticed yeah. for sure. Yeah, like that's yeah, why Eric yeah. has like a guy that he yeah, he's got has, the voice. Oh, yeah, voice we saw a lot guys. of uh, there was a lot of people there at Podfest, speaking of which, about yeah. the voiceover stuff. So, yeah, smart. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Well, thank All right, you guys. so much for listening. Um, I love you, babe. I love you, honey. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thanks for having us.